Welcome, foolish mortals, to Fun Fiction. Welcome to Fun Fiction, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly show about movies, media, and how the internet ruins it. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined this week by the Disney boy, Zach Moore. Hi, friends. I, I guess I'm the I guess I'm the Disney boy. So n- nice to meet you all. You're the everything boy. Like I'm the everything I'm just, boy. Jeez. When I check out Zach on Twitter, I'm just like I feel like we could be best friends, <laughs> but neither of us want to put the effort in. <laughs> like, it's like it would be such a <laughs> such a job to consolidate yeah, everything that goes on in both of our heads into a friendship. It's like, shit, he, run, he lives so far away, I can't do this. <laughs> That's uh, fantastic. But I, I did bring you on to talk Disney because, I don't know, do you still do Craving Magic, the Disney show? We do it so sporadically. Like, we have it, we do one every once in a while. Um, yeah. But it's, it's one of those things that we keep the feet up just because we, you know, we love it. We do the Instagram and Twitter and things like that. But we're just bad at <laughs> doing it regularly. Yeah, that's me and Je- that's me with fun fiction right now. I'm like, ah, uh, come on, it's yeah. Fine, but you've y'all. done an episode in the past eight months. We have not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I decided since uh, I had Jim, my other Disney friend, on to talk about my other favorite Disney ride, good old Fidgement. That I would bring Fidgement. you on to talk. Fid, welcome, welcome to Imagination with Fidgement and the Derm Finder. And the Derm uh, Finder. The Derm Finder. I would bring you on to talk my favorite Disney, probably my favorite ride of anything, and that's Haunted Mansion. That is my favorite ride in all of the Disney, or at least in the the Florida parks, the ones that I've been to, the Haunted Mansion. It's, yeah. just, it's just my jam, man. I love it. Well, I mean, even that, like when you look at, all the other versions of the Haunted Mansion, they're all amazing. They're all different. Have you read, um, gosh, who wrote, it was a former Imagineer. It was, um, uh, it's the Haunted Mansion. It's the most recent one. It's not from the Magic Kingdom to the movies, but it's, um. Uh, Are you meaning the uh, graphic imagine, novel or no, is this? No, no, no. It's a, like, it's a, it's nonfiction. It's, um. Oh, okay. Uh, Imagineering a Disney classic, I think is what it's called. And it's by a yeah. former Imagineer. It is fascinating. It goes through all of the, um, all of the incarnations of the <laughs> incarnations of the haunted mansion from like, uh, all of the parks that it's in. And I, I think it's in every park, right? Yeah. Well, I mean like internationally by, by different name, because in Disneyland Paris, it's Phantom Mystic- Manor. Or, Phantom Manor, okay. Because Phantom Manor's Phantom Manor's the one where you go in and like Haunted Mansion has like spooky kind of, but it's still cute. Phantom Manor's like, let's put some fucking Walking Dead bullshit in here. <laughs> I've never been, so I don't know, but I've I've heard it's a little I've bit extreme. Video. Yeah. And then there's Mystic Manor in I think it's Shanghai because they like they couldn't because culturally like. And that part of the world, you just you don't talk about ghosts or spirits or afterlife or anything like that. So like they I, had to do one that was just basically illusions, you know? Yeah. Was it was it that or was it the fact? Because I read somewhere they were like, yeah, this wouldn't be scary to them. It would just be offensive. So oh, instead, wow. we're gonna we're gonna have a monkey fuck things up for a while. <laughs> okay, that'll work. Yeah, that's the one incarnation that I definitely want to have to ride before 
I go to my own haunted mansion of death. Uh, I want to go ride that one. Yeah, the haunted mansion of death. Um, so when were you always a Disney park person your entire life? No, no, no. God, uh, it wasn't until my first trip was in 2013. And oh, Ra- really? Yeah, Rachel basically had to drag me there. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna like this. It just seems like a lot. And then I got there, and I was like, "Let's move here." Um, I no, this is genuinely the exact same story. But mine was a few years later. My girlfriend at the time was like, "For my graduation, we're going to Disney, and they want you to come." And I'm like, "No, I don't <laughs> want to go. I don't care. It's gonna be stupid." And she's like, "But just come." And I'm like, "Okay, fine." Um, I will say. I was genuinely afraid and on edge the first time I rode the Haunted Mansion. Because I don't know why I didn't know the vibe that well of Disney to where they're like, no, we wouldn't put a jump scare in a ride. So the whole time I'm like... Right, the whole time you think it's going to be like Universal Halloween Horror Night style. Because you see how above and beyond Disney goes on everything else. Like by the time... It's you know it's kind of toward the back of the park, right? So you, like you have to walk through everything and see how they do things, and you see this haunted house, and you're like, "Do they want me to die here?" <laughs> you know, so do they want me to spread my ashes? Yeah, I mean, that's what is it? Is it code gray? What's it called when someone spreads ashes and Disney has to stop it? I think so, but I, apparently it happens all the time. Yeah. Oh, without without doubt, one hundred percent. Also, fun fact: that's the same trip where I rode Great Movie Ride for the first time. And when we went through the alien section, I'm like, "This is bullshit, Disney." Thank you. Yeah, that was that was pretty horrifying. Yeah, for no reason. They're like, "Oh, everything's happy, go lucky." Let's take a look back into the past, and now there's a xenomorph eating <laughs> your face. It's gonna eat your face off, kids. And you're not even wearing a seatbelt. My favorite time I ever rode Haunted Mansion, though, was um, we got stuck on the monorail for 40 minutes. And okay. afterwards, they gave us, like, six fast passes. Used them all on the Haunted Mansion? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Although, I do mo- I do mostly use my fast passes on Haunted Mansion, which sucks because the queue is amazing the nowadays. Is fantastic. The Dread Family. It's so great. Oh, yeah. But we used one on Mine Train, because obviously, like, we used it on the things you would need a Fast Pass for. But then we also used one on Haunted Mansion, and it was me, uh, one of my friends from work, because this is when I was down there, and then a third guy who we didn't know, but we just met him on the monorail, and we became buds, and we were all big boys, (laughs) and we all sat in the same Doom buggy, and I'm in the middle in this squished sandwich. <laughs> I bet the hitchhiking ghost scene was pretty confusing on that one. Yeah, I was just like, it's a mirror onto us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will ask, do you have the same theory I have about the hitchhiking ghost, which is it's the prisoners from the Pirates of the Caribbean after they die? Oh my god, I've never heard that theory, but I love it. Well, I mean, they look very aesthetically the same. Like they the do. one with like the Big fat face, and then you got the tall, lanky one. They do. Uh, Man, yeah, the, that's awesome. It's right? like, I mean, you could probably attribute it as like a as some kind of you know slip because they were kind of designed like the timeline of when they were designing the attractions kind of lined up. But at the same time, you're just like, no, 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 this is more fun. This is them after they die. Yeah, that's what happens. Which uh, that's another. I get. Is it confirmed yet? This ride is literally you die at the end. I've 
I've heard from a lot of different like places that I go to, like reference places that I go to for like, is this true? And they're like, yes. Um, <coughs> excuse me. That when you like after Constance the Bride, when you fall mm-hmm. out, like when you the buggy turns around before the graveyard and you fall out like backwards. Yeah. They, that's you falling out of the attic and you die and you're in the graveyard. Yeah, exactly. Oh, which, by the way, first time me and my uh, girlfriend right now, Emily, first time we ever rode the Haunted Mansion, we got stuck in the attic. And I'm like, this is the worst. You could have stopped us anywhere else and it'd be fine. But then you put us in front of Constance just with an axe so staring at us. The I, We got stuck the last time we were there. We got stuck in the uh, in a dining hall. And that was awesome. Oh, that was the that's best. That's awesome. Yeah, that's like that's probably the best place that you can get stuck because there's so much. Even though it's just like one, you know, panoramic view that you get to look at, it's just there's so much from floor to ceiling that you can study there. I always find a new thing. Like I remember yeah. one time, it was easily like the fifth time I wrote it. I saw the two guys doing the duel, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What the hell? Where did that come from?" Yeah. I, I almost maintain the fact that they just switch out the animatronics, and so every time you ride it, it's just like, wait, just different now there's, stuff. A, there's a different guy dying. Um, well, it's like, one they, of, at, at this point, they can probably just, like, they scan your magic band when you walk through and look at your fast passes, and I'm getting into some, like, deep state stuff here, but they, like, they uh, scan your magic band when you go through, and they see, and then they change out the, uh, change out the, the animatronic, anim- so it's always a different experience. They're just like, Zach's coming, we gotta take out this guy and put in a new one. <laughs> I will say the, uh, I guess it's like the head of the family, or it might be like the grandpa, the old man wearing the crown is the scariest thing on that ride. When is that? It's it's in that scene, but he, he's like in the middle of the dining table, and he looks like a human goat, and he's got like a long beard that goes down to a point and a crown on his head, and he looks like the devil himself. I have never seen this. What really? Yes. Yeah, he's. I'm always he's like always a, look like always pay attention to like the the dueling guys and then the ghost that's like swinging its legs above the mantel place. Oh and yeah, the or is it the chandelier? I can't remember. And then I think it's the chandelier. And then my eyes just follow the people that are dancing. And then yeah, I, I, I never I never pay attention to the table. Oh yeah, so no. He's yeah, next time ta- I go, I'm gonna have to look at that because that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, one of my friends, uh, Jim from Opposite Attractions, me and him were talking about he, I can't remember if it was him or someone else, but they got to do a behind the scenes of the Haunted Mansion, but it was while the ride was in motion. And they got to that scene and they're like, you can walk to this line, but if you walk any further, you will become a ghost on the Haunted Mansion. And I'm like, I cannot do that behind the scenes tour. Because I would walk out there and just be like, now I'm your memory. Yeah, it's like, oh, happy hunt number a thousand. There, there he is. Yep, we um, found him. But why does he have such now a? When me and, why does he? <laughs> why does he have a modern haircut? Why is he so ginger? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will. S- I, I will say, uh, when me and Jim did Figment, I also, to kind of bolster what we could talk about, I read the Figment graphic novel, which is amazing. I've started to pick that up a lot of times. Yeah, it's really good. I was, so I was like, I should bolster for this one with something else we should talk about. Maybe the Haunted Mansion graphic novel. Uh, no, let's watch the 2003 garbage poop movie called The Haunted Mansion. Yeah. My dude, I watched it at 6.30 in the fucking morning. 
Did you? It wasn't a. Were you on cocaine? Like, how did you do that? It wasn't. A, <laughs> well, I wa- I stayed up to watch Japanese professional wrestling at four in the morning, and when that was done, I was like, "Well, let's go see what Eddie Murphy's getting up to with his <laughs> antics." Mm. And it's just. <laughs> Like, when you think about Pirates of the Caribbean, that's a movie where, like, the whole time as you're watching it, you still do get the feeling of the ride. Right. Meanwhile, this film instead decides, let's talk about Eddie Murphy and his family problems for a while. Right. Right. And it's like, they they throw in the aesthetic parts of the Haunted Mansion, but you don't really get the mood of it. Yeah. You know, they like, they throw in, like, scenes and stuff, like the... Um, uh, probably the most prominent one is when they're um uh when Eddie Murphy is in there with um god what's her name uh, she ends up uh, she's Madame, the Madame Leota Madame Leota I, I was trying to think of the actress's name but yeah when she's when he's in there with her and all of the you know the musical instruments are floating above their head like that's probably the most <laughs> the the most honest thing that was derived from the ride for the movie well, with me, I think it's a few scenes before that, because there's a few scenes before that where he's walking through a hallway with a, sh- a candelabra, and as he passes by oh, yeah. paintings, they start illuminating, and then he passes like through the wallpapered corridor, and then there's the breathing door. That was the closest it got the to breathing the ride for yeah. me. And the, because, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, no, for me, the Madame Leota scene was severely undercut in its creepiness by the fact that there's a trumpet and it's the loudest thing in the mix. It's it like, is. should we care about Madame Leota? No, no, cut it down and just keep this. <laughs> trumpet! <laughs> and that's it. <coughs> Can you do your trumpet again, please? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I got kicked out of band in high school. Um, I will say, interesting choice to have Jennifer Tilly play Madame Leota. Thank you. I could not think of her name. Okay. Oh, no, uh, the only reason I know is because I live tweeted it, and I tweeted out that Jennifer Tilly as Madame Leota is the worst whitewashing I've ever seen in a film. <laughs> I will say she gets bet because like they try to make her a comedic character, and I'm like, that's not that's not Leota, y'all. That's not what you need to do. It's not, I mean, it's, I guess it's Eddie Murphy's interactions with her that are supposed to be comedic, but it's just, yeah, it's just, it's one of the, and, you know, we've talked about this before, but, like, I loved it as a kid, and I still love it now, but it's, I just, I love it because, literally, I have no choice but to love it. Like, it's not good. It's not good <laughs> But I can't help it, yeah. No, I had the same feeling watching it, because halfway through, I'm like, this is, I like this. I shouldn't like this, but I like this. You, you like it in, like, a Mystery Science Theater 3000 sort of way. If that makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah. Easily, 100%. Um, also, I'm fairly sure they... I know this movie came out roughly like mm, seven or it's probably ten years before this came out. They did steal a set piece from Skyrim. Cause what? When, they go to, when, they, when Eddie Murphy goes to get that key where he has to dig through a corpse, literally in a Disney film, there's a hanging and Eddie Murphy has to dig through a corpse to get a key... Yeah. It looks like a Skyrim dungeon, including the, like, zombies pushing off the top of their uh, coffin and climbing out of it. Huh. Yeah, I didn't, I guess... I'd like to see a side-by-side, like, photo of that. Oh, yeah. Like, a comparison. I will say my favorite Madame Leota moment in the film, by the way, is near the end. 
and it's when Eddie Murphy has been kicked out of the house, and he's sitting by his car, and he's like, my wife has been kidnapped because reasons, I guess. I don't know what to do. And then... Reasons, I guess. Reasons. And then Madame Leota's ball rolls up to him. Like she's a a hamster. hamster. Yeah! Yeah. (laughs) She's a hamster in a wheel. I had the same thought. And then a few minutes later, um, Eddie Murphy finally is like, I do need to get back in this house. And he does it by getting in his car and ramming it into the side of Gracie Manor. And it pans over and Madame Leota is seatbelted in. (laughs) (laughs) I always forget how funny that is. Yeah, it's one of the dumbest but also best moments. Mm. Devil's in the details. It was a movie, man. I whole time I'm watching it, just like I want. M- Have you ever seen nothing but trouble? No. You don't need to. Okay. It's a really, really. Be- it's essentially Dan Aykroyd tried to make, um, tried to make Texas Chainsaw Massacre into a comedy, and it's oh, that really real be- bad. Oh, it's real bad. And I was getting the same vibes I got when I watched that while I was watching Haunted Mansion, which is just like, what? Okay, but. What? But what? Why? But what? Why are this? Why this? That arc? was an interesting choice. Yeah. Oh, see, my favorite choice is the fact, and Disney does this a lot, where if someone has like a breakout role in one of their cartoons, mm-hmm. they'll just keep bringing them back for no reason whatsoever. And I'm like, Eddie Murphy is a very, he's a genuinely was a funny human being. In, like, the 90s and early 2000s, why bring him in as your straight man in the movie about the Haunted Mansion? Well, because they didn't want him to be the straight... I mean, they wanted him to be comedic relief, I assume. But it just... the I don't know. It, it was a weird... It was a weird dichotomy between, like, Eddie Murphy's comic relief slash yeah. him supposed to be, like, kind of the straight... Like, oh, things are strange here. What is happening? Ah! And then, like between all of that and then actually the mood of the film yeah well i mean he went full the scene where he goes full eddie murphy is when after he steals a key out of the body of a dead human being who just needed to be at rest Mm -hmm. which of course i don't think they ever explained why that particular person had the key to begin with yeah. Oh, it's just some dead guy. Like that's, that's the film just throws it in. It's like just, it's just a concept, man. It's just Eddie Murphy needs. It was somebody was on a storyboard was looking and was like, you know, in this scene in Act Two, what if we made Eddie Murphy violate a corpse? <laughs> yeah, you need to go find old dead Jim. He's got the key. Yeah. Why I don't know. There's a and lot also, of this film. We didn't talk about the um, the singing busts. And the like, because those when we were talking about things that are sort of kind of true to the attraction, like they were kind of yeah. used as comic relief, but still they make me so happy. They yeah, the singing busts were good, but no, going back to violating a corpse. Afterwards, the corpse <laughs> animates and comes after Eddie Murphy, and he goes full Eddie Murphy because it essentially he just starts mumbling for a long time. He's like, "Wait, no, 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 don't, I, no, I'll just hear," and, and like he pulls out a talking business card, yeah. He's just like, I'm Jim Evans from Evans and Evans Realty. It's going to be fine. Come on. It's going to be all right. Please stop doing that voice. (laughs) Don't worry about it. It's okay. 
Every time I do it, I, uh, it's, I'm always five steps away from just saying Shrek, and it doesn't matter what movie I'm imitating him in. Right. Like, even it just, if it it's, just becomes Donkey, yeah. I'll be Mushu, and I'll just suddenly be like, Shrek, we making waffles. Okay, good work, buddy. <laughs> um, I, there, there's a lot of the film that's literally just because reasons. Like when uh, the son is afraid of spiders, and there's a scene early in the film that made me uncomfortable, which is when Eddie's trying to get his son to kill the spider. And the kid has and, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition thing? Yeah, yes. And, but Eddie Murphy's verbiage is terrible because he keeps saying whack it after oh. establish. It's such a oh. creepy scene. After oh, God, why? The, Glass shattered, that, dude. I never thought of that. After he took the sports illustration, he's like, just go on over there. Whack it. Whack it. Just whack it, son. Whack it. Dad, I don't want to whack it. Whack it. And I'm like, no. And then his sister. Uh, I'm so upset now. But going off of that. You ruined my day. <laughs> <laughs> going Jeez. after that. When they have to leave uh, leave Skyrim, uh, <laughs> the, the door locks. And then once again, for reasons, spiders crawl out on the door. I'm like, okay, cool. Concepts. Yeah, the, the film was very much not a, let's explain why this happens. The film was very much a, this is happening. Yeah. And you're just going to be with us and you're going to deal with it. Because you heard Raven Simone sing super, Superstition and you really wanted to see the film after that. <laughs> uh, that is probably what happened. Yeah, that's 100% what happened. Um, but we've talked the film, we've talked the ride, we did not talk the graphic novel. That's I've, not I've only read like the first three issues of what became that graphic novel, but I really enjoyed it. I can't yeah. remember anything about it, but I remember enjoying it. It, it was good. Uh, but now I'd like to talk about Patreon.com. You talk about Patreon.com. I'm going to hang back. All right. That's the website where you can support the BS Network, whether that be Fun Fiction, Fight Boys, uh, Opposite Attractions. If you are enjoying this theme park talk, make sure to check out that show. It's about building our own theme park. And, of course, if you donate, you get access to our Discord where you can hang out and chat with us. You get shouted out on the show of your choice, like the Patreon saint of Fun Fiction himself, Joe Gennaro. Joe, you're the best. Thank you so much for donating uh, and for keeping the show and the channel and all that going, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to join Joe, you can at patreon.com slash a load of B.S. And I love you, Joe. Joe, you're the best. I love Joe uh, so much. <laughs> and we were talking earlier. We're probably going to change the format of the show a little bit because... For the past two weeks, people haven't had fan fictions. And this week, you have a valid excuse because there was no good Haunted Mansion fan fiction. Oh, thank God. There, Yeah, I believe I went to fanfiction.net, looked up Haunted Mansion, and it was like 50 results, all of them based around the Eddie Murphy film. And I'm like, no, I'm not reading this. <clears throat> well, it's just because Guillermo del Toro has written the ultimate fan fiction for the Haunted Mansion. Nobody's ever going to get to see it. So, I that makes me so mad. I want to see it so badly. I would pay so much money. I would pay um, so much money just to just to not even read it, but just to touch the title page and be yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> if I could just touch would, the hem of his garment, yeah. This will be ten times better than anything that Eddie Murphy ever did. 
Um, but yeah, we're going to change the format of the show since the YouTube channel is now kind of reading your fan fiction. It's now going to be half review, half written fan fiction from me or my guest. But this week, I took my I, I took my first steps into the haunted. I am probably the best haunted mansion fan fiction writer. And so humble. I mean, my competition was like one where Frodo Baggins went to Disney World, <laughs> and, and then a bunch of creepy pasta that's like, I rode the haunted mansion and then I died. Like, okay, cool, all right. Um, but I, I, you want to you want to elaborate there, pal? And then no, I died. I died. It's I died. Two sentence horror movies. I died. All right. Is that so a hashtag? Get, that should be. Two sentence hard yeah. movies? It is? Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay. Uh, but this is not two sentences. This is many more sentences. And this is my Haunted Mansion fan fiction that has no name. I'm so excited. All right, Tony, get out the camera. The man quickly calls out as he rushes into the woods, sporting a black shirt featuring the logo of a local metal band and denim jacket. His friend comes stumbling after him, attempting to shut the door to their van with his feet as he juggles multiple pieces of recording equipment. Look, quit goofing around, man. We need to get to the first shot. Tony merely groans in response as he places the camera over his shoulder. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ghoul Smashers, YouTube's number one series about the paranormal. I am your host, Nathan Strange, and today, it's a big one, folks. We're coming to you live from the Gracie Manor. Tony attempts to focus the camera as he zooms in on the massive, dilapidated home behind them. Nathan begins to walk forward towards the mansion as Tony refocuses. We got an anonymous tip that this home is absolutely filled to the brim with paranormal activity. And this one's an exclusive, ladies and gentlemen. This place has been abandoned for possibly hundreds of years, and we are the first to discover it. And that's why this it Nate. Tony comments with a sigh, forcing Nathan to stop in his tracks and slowly turn around to see a field absolutely filled to the brim with cars. Eccentric vehicles with 70s paint jobs, remodeled vans with massive piles of electronics taped to the outside, and even a classic muscle car were on display. We might want to do that take one more time. Oh, son of a bitch, turn off the camera. Nate grumbles as they quickly walk up, the gate of the, up to the gate of the Gracie Manor, which seemed to have already been flung open, and numerous footsteps were tracked in the mud leading up to its doorstep. After an eerie walk past a graveyard, the two titular ghoul smashers found themselves at the door of this haunted home itself. Nathan knocks on the door as Tony pulls a slip of paper out of his pocket, the note from their anonymous source. You sure this is the right place? Tony says nervously, causing Nate to just look back with a glare. The door suddenly slowly creaks open and Tony quickly begins recording, hoping to get a shot of some great paranormal activity upon their entrance. But instead, they find... A room full of individuals wearing that same confusion on their faces that our heroes had. Being the newcomers, Nate and Tony immediately were met with numerous stares. Okay, who invited Bill and Ted over here? A man calls from across the room. <laughs> he quickly breaks from his quartet of friends, all wearing matching jumpsuits and strange mechanical backpacks. He rushes the two, two ghoul smashers and immediately attempts to rush them out the door. I'm sorry, but we've reached maximum maximum capacity. Please do kindly get back in your car and drive the hell out of here. But we're here to solve a mystery, Nate comments, quickly breaking out of his grip. We're here to find the ghosts of Gracie Manor. Yeah, dumbass, that's what we're all here for. 
Another man comments, sporting plaid and a denim jacket. He crosses away from his associate, a taller man with hair that seemed to be getting consistently longer the more they looked at him. We all got the same note with the same information about the same monsters. But as far as we're concerned, there's already too many cooks in the kitchen, so please get the hell out. With that, both men grab Nate and Tony by the shoulders, but as they advance towards the massive door, it suddenly disappears, vanishing into thin air. They slowly back away nervously as more escape routes begin disappearing around them as the lights begin to flicker violently. The room shakes and sputters and even seems to stretch upwards, causing the entire room of hunters to go into panic mode. Like soinks, man! This is getting pretty spooky. One of the other hunters comments, hiding behind what appeared to be a massive Great Dane. Suddenly, the room quiets as all of the groups find themselves huddled together in the dead center of the room. The tall man with the long hair begins surrounding them with salt as the rest of the hunters begin searching through their things for some possible saving grace to help them make an escape when suddenly a voice booms. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Gracie Manor. I will be your host for your for the evening. Your ghost host. The voice booms as our heroes begin searching for the source of the deep baritone booming throughout the room. As I'm sure you've seen by now, this chamber no longer has any windows and no doors, which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. <laughs> All right, look here, Barry White. We've got four unlicensed nuclear accelerators on our backs. One of the jumpsuited men comments, the one sporting the name tag Stance. Suddenly, all four men pull out what attempted to be a wand from behind them. If we want out, we can get out. And possibly destroy the entire universe along the way. One of Stance's associates comments quietly. Well then, there's always my way. With that, a bolt of lightning shoots across the sky, and Tony swears for a moment that he could see a body hanging in the rafters above. You see, I've brought you all here today to participate in a little challenge. This house is home to 999 happy haunts. Multiple ghouls for you to try your hand at besting. The winner gets to leave this mansion safe and unharmed. And the loser... The loser will stay and haunt these halls forever. You have until the bell chimes at midnight. Best get to work, boys. Wouldn't want to come in dead last. And with that, the mansion seemed to return to its former state, with all doors returning to their places, with one exception. The exits. Each of the group of ghosts each of the group of ghost hunters quickly rush into action. The four men in jumpsuits rush into the halls, wielding those wands high. The two men in denim pull out their phones in an attempt to research the history of Gracie Manor. The Great Dane and his four associates begin running running in and out of doors for no apparent reason, really. And finally there were the ghoul smashers who were absolutely panicking. Nate, Nate, we need to get out of here. Tony comments, rushing towards the spot where the door once was, desperately searching for some secret exit or a hidden panel that would reveal the door behind. We've never even seen a ghost, let alone catch one. Now we're in a house with almost a thousand of them. Well, then I guess we better make up for lost time then. Nate smirks as he puts on his best Nathan Strange pose. Tony looks at him with a raised eyebrow. Is this not what we've been preparing for? A chance to prove ourselves in the world of ghost hunting? I mean, it shouldn't be that hard to beat these idiots, right? 
Suddenly, through one of the anterior doors, a massive spectral ghoul comes bursting forth, howling to the sky. A quick blast of rock salt from a shotgun wielded by the long-haired man sends it flying back, writhing in pain, when it's suddenly caught by a massive beam of plasma. Two more beams of plasma quickly latch on, as well as, as, well as the jumpsuited men rush into the room. The fourth member of their team quickly throws out a small box that sends out a massive burst of white light that seems to contain the ghost, trapping it within. That's right, baby! That's how we do it in NYC! The man by the name of Vinkman cries out in elation when suddenly the two men clad in denim rush over and begin to argue with them, both teams attempting to prove why that catch belonged to them. As they argue, Nate and Tony quickly slip away into a nearby corridor, hoping that argument would allow them to gain an advantage. I told you, gang! There was nothing to worry about! The ghoul smashers overhear from a nearby room. They peek in to see a tall, ascotted man excitedly standing beside a captured ghoul, bound in rope. The man smiles as he places a hand on the head of the ghost. This isn't a ghost at all. It's actually... He pulls up on the ghost's head, only for the ghoul to be decapitated. He blinks a few moments as the ghost looks at him with a grin, before roaring at him and beginning to fly around the room. (laughs) The entire group of teenagers begin to run in panic as the dog jumps into the arms of one of his friends. Nate and Tony laugh as they run out of the room, but their laughter is soon interrupted as the decapitated ghost begins to come after them now. Nate runs, and Tony attempts to give chase but trips over a table, falling to the ground in a heap. Tony! Nate screams, but is frozen in place as the ghoul begins hovering closer and closer to his friend. Broken bits of a vase and cleaning supplies lie around him as Nate searches for something, anything to help, but he knows the truth. He's not Nathan Strange. He's just Nate Cooper, a small-town guy that made himself internet famous through lies and camera trickery. And today was the day he had to pay for those lies. He closes his eyes tightly as he fears for the worst when suddenly... He looks down to see Tony wielding a small handheld vacuum cleaner, aiming it towards the floating head. The head merely laughs at this until it suddenly begins to find itself disappearing, bits of its form flying away and being sucked away into the mini-hoover. Nate laughs as the ghost continues to disappear into a fog of nothingness. Tony stares down into the vacuum that now seems to be radiating a glowing green energy as he stands up, unsure of what just happened. I... I'll be honest, had no idea that was going to happen. Tony comments, dazed, as Nathan rushes over and embraces his friend before looking down at the small vacuum. They weren't sure how exactly it worked, but they didn't know one thing. They were back in the game. The two ghoul smashers spent the next few hours rushing through the house and collecting ghost after ghost in that small handheld vacuum, each time that bright green glow growing brighter and brighter. Shh! Nate comments, holding Tony back as they hear a voice coming from a nearby room. They slowly move across around the corner to find a small floating ball surrounded by numerous instruments flying across the room. And the music... The music was beautiful. It was the most enchanting thing either of them had ever heard, and they stood there hypnotized. Until suddenly, two chairs shot across the room and began dragging them towards the green orb, which contained the head of a woman. Hunters Hunters and pests pests have entered our home. The woman comments quietly as the music slowly grows more ominous around them. The breath, their breath quickens as she glares at them with fury. Destruction, Destruction and mayhem, and mayhem wherever, they, wherever roam. they roam. The man, the man feeds, feeds on greed and is ready, and is to, ready burst, to burst, but seems, but to, seems forget to forget we were, we were here first. first. What are you talking about? Nathan comments quietly as she glares once again at him, chilling him to his core. 
This home, this home was a haven, was a haven for ghoulies and ghosts, and ghosts we till we were invaded by the miserable host. host. Wants to steal our home, a victol within, and is using you to commit his sin. This was your home? Tony comments, leaning into the ball. She solemnly nods as he turns to Nate with a grimace. This place is all they have left, Nate. I mean, I know we need to win, we need to escape, but at their cost? Nate looks down as the chair slowly is moved away, allowing them to exit. The duo sigh and stand up as Nate continues to stare down at that glowing green vacuum in his hand. And suddenly the sound of a bell fills the halls and Tony looks down at his watch to discover that it was in fact midnight. The competition was over and each of the group of ghost hunters quickly rushed to the foyer to discover who was the winner. Look, I got at least 151, one voice calls out from a group. Well, I got 230, another yells out. Suddenly, our two ghoul smashers bust into the room and slam the vacuum cleaner on the table where it was prepared to be presented to the ghost host. 562, Nate comments solemnly when suddenly a voice booms out once again. Congratulations, Nathan Strange. You've done it. You have captured the most ghouls of any man here today. And you've earned your reward. Suddenly the door begins to apparate at the front of the mansion once again. Our two heroes turn towards it with a sigh when suddenly massive cages fall from the ceiling and capture each of the other teams, locking them in place. Now, please collect all of the ghouls and take them away from this place. You've earned it. Wait, wait a minute. Why do we need to take them away? Isn't this their home? Tony asked to the voice as they passed by a room that had gone fairly unnoticed until this point. A curtain decorated the outside, uh, camouflaging it, and as they slowly approach it, they hear something strange. Well, yes, it was their home. But now now their their home home is with you. You You are are their their master and commander, an army of ghosts ghosts at your command. command. From behind the curtain, they can hear another voice speaking along with the ghost host, but it sounded smaller, more meek. Now, now, if, if you, you will please, please, please take, take the ghost and, and leave. That, that would be, be fantastic. fantastic. If you, if you could, could just get, get out, out of here. here. It- Nathan rips back the curtain to reveal a small man sporting a mustache and a gray suit. <laughs> he, ye- he yelps in response and attempts to escape, but is quickly grabbed by Tony, who drags him out into the foyer and throws him on the ground, standing between him and the door. Who the hell are you? Nathan asks as Tony retreats into the curtained area, finding the button that releases the rest of the hunters. I, uh, my my name is Jim Evers of Evers and Evers Realty. He comments quickly as he pulls out a business card and hands it over, (laughs) attempting to push past Nathan. (laughs) And we want you to be happy with your home for Evers and Evers, and I'm going to be, this is their home, not yours to sell. Nathan comments as he looks back to see the cages being raised and the rest of the hunters all grabbing their traps. What? No, 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 no. I wasn't trying to sell it. No, no, no. I was just, I was trying to show you guys a good time. Maybe sell your house. I don't know. We all, we all friends here, right? He pleads with Nathan once again, who raises an eyebrow, then smirks. Yeah, you're right. We are all friends. And with a quick flick of the reverse button, Nathan sends all of those 562 captured ghosts flying into the sky where they quickly descend upon Evers and attack him. The rest of the hunters all do the same and eventually 999 happy haunts take their vengeance upon Jim Evers for what he has done to the haunted mansion. (laughs) (laughs) All right, 
Is that all of them? Nathan finally comments after Evers was violently ejected from the home. The rest of the hunters all nod with smiles on their faces. Yep, that's, uh, that's totally all of them. The long-haired man comments as he and his brother hide salt and gasoline behind their back. Good. You know something, guys? Nathan comments with a smile as he looks towards the group of ghosts and their hunters right below them. I know none of us were exactly fans of ghosts before this, and I mean, with good reason. They've attacked our houses or even blew up our cities, but maybe that's just because those ghosts didn't have a home. They didn't have a second chance for happiness. Maybe maybe that's why we're all brought here today. A second chance. So you know what? From now on, I don't think it's our job to hunt ghosts. It's our job to relocate them. To give them a second chance here. Because I know this house is full of 999 happy haunts, but I'm sure there's room for one more. Epilogue! <laughs> And then, like, dancing music in the background. (laughs) Jim Evers went bankrupt, and his entire family left him. His ranting and ravings about ghosts eventually landed him in an asylum. The Great Dane and his friends went on to form a detective agency, revolving around less paranormal things, realizing that they were pretty bad at actual ghost hunting. The two brothers died. Like, at least 50 times. They came back, they got better, but they died a lot. And the group of four jumpsuited men formed an organization that spread across the world, each forming sanctuaries to contain ghosts and give them a second chance. They even formed a chapter that was all female, and the internet hated it, even though it was actually pretty good. (laughs) And the Ghoul Smashers? Well, the Ghoul Smashers didn't beware of hitchhiking ghosts, and unfortunately, one of them followed them home. They have since started a podcast together. The end. I owe you an apology. Oh. <laughs> that that truly has to be the best Haunted Mansion fanfic on the Thank internet. You. I Thank applaud you. you, sir. Thank I you. I applaud you. It was, a, it was originally going to be just the, the Ghostbusters go to the Haunted Mansion, and then it just grew into this. Like all of the other ghost hunting teams that media has given us over the past 70 years. It made me mad because I googled it, and there aren't that many. Because, like... I looked up paranormal investigators, and they're like, well, Mulder and Scully. I'm like, eh, it's not really ghosts. Right. I mean, I'm sure they did eventually, but, like, not really. And so, like, if you look at strictly ghost hunting, I I left one out because I realized it would probably be weird to have Danny Phantom in there. But I I did almost put in Danny Phantom, just like a sick I think you could have made it work. A sick synth song begins playing throughout the mansion as two white discs emerge, and then a fucking ghost comes out, and they all kidnap him. That's fantastic. I, yeah, like I, I, I love the fact that you pretty much made the haunted mansion in this story like the original idea of the haunted mansion, where it's like a retirement home for ghosts, kind of. Yeah. And I, that's what I like. It got real Lilo and Stitch at the end. I was just like, everyone has a place, even the ghosts. <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> Zach, it's Ghosts can have an Ohana, too. <laughs> Ohana mean ghost. <laughs> uh, so, Zach, it's been an episode of this show podcast. It certainly has been. I've had a blast. 
where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on the internet machine at Wacky Zach on Twitter, and I think on Instagram it's Wacky Zach with an underscore up in there somewhere. I don't know. I'm bad at keeping up with my own name, uh, but that's where I can be found. I just love the concept of like it's Wacky Zach. Put an underscore wherever you want; it'll work out. <laughs> you should be able to find me either way. Hold on, I'll look and see if it's at the beginning or the end. Just like, just like, like half a second. And Wacky has an H as well. It does. It does. Yeah. Uh, while he looks that up, I can be found on Twitter at Scotty Mo S C O T T Y E M O. You can buy my books on Amazon. Just look me up. You can find the Quizzle Corp trilogy or BS versus the gods there, ladies and gentlemen, for you to check out. So check it out. Check out all the other shows. Underscores at the end. Hell yeah. <laughs> you can check out all the other shows at a load of pure BS dot. If you do like theme park talk, check out Opposite Attractions, where me and my buddy Jim Murphy build our own theme park. We just finished season four. We're about to start up season five, and I have no idea what the park's going to be, and it might be scary. So check all that out. Check out Zach's shows that don't really happen anymore. I mean, Nerds Who Make is still on the internet. I never took it down. It's still, you know, I've got it archived. You can still find it on uh, iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and stuff. I just, yeah. I just don't I don't quite do it anymore. I haven't decided if I'm going to at some point in the future, but I wanted the option, you know? Yeah. That was uh, me and Brenna's first big break was we got to be in on an episode of that, like, <laughs> half. A uh, huge break that was. Such <coughs> a huge break. It brought us two listeners. Um, that so, was a fun episode, too. It was really good. So... Yeah, check out all those old shows, and of course, remember to support the show on Patreon or by picking up some merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Rate us on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube. I read uh, other people's fan fiction on there. I haven't done it in a few because I've been super sick, but now I have an awesome new microphone to record with. Uh, but until next time, Zach, do you know what to say? Oh my god, I forgot. I feel like the worst guest in the world. Well, well, unfortunately, because you've forgotten, a baby Hitler will follow you home. (laughs) 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 Kindly step in, please. But for real, stay away from baby Hitler. He will not lower the lap bar for you.